0: Who is Desiree Shaw? A qualified registered practicing psychotherapist with over a decade of expertise as a psychotherapist, counselor, and CBT therapist. An expert in men's mental health and relationships on a mission to make therapy accessible and change the world one thought at a time. This is the Desiree Shaw podcast.
1: Good morning. My name is Desiree Shaw. I'm a psychotherapist and I vlog and I podcast. Welcome to my podcast. Welcome. Welcome. Self-compassion. What is self-compassion? Understanding compassion. I think I'm going to call this understanding self-compassion. I know my titles are so innovative, aren't they? They're very clear and to the to the point. <laughs> it does what it says on the tin. Yes, you're going to understand self compassion, the importance of self compassion, and how to use self compassion, and what is it really all about. I love compassion focused therapy. I remember doing a module on this when I was on the REBT course. It was it really opened my my it it blew my mind. I opened my mind and blew my mind. It made so much sense. In my practice, I do—I mean, REBT is at the basis of all of it, but I do add a lot from compassion-focused therapy, schema, which I also love as well, and um, mindfulness. That is where I'm at. that; those are my go-to's because I can understand the benefit and see how they work and support a client to use those methods effectively in their daily life. So I'm going to go through compassion-focused therapy, yeah? But I'm going to go through how to use it and understanding it and, you know, what is it all about? So the person who I would really go to when it comes to um, dealing with compassion and understanding what compassion-focused therapy is all about because that, is that's the key so there's a few books and a few names i will put out there that might not mean anything to you but it's always good to go and research when somebody says something so this is not me just making it up so the first part of it the information i'm going to give is from dr christian neff and then i'm going to use some info from christopher and Gremmer. so that's where my source is going to be coming from so understanding self-compassion you know, so many of us are so not compassionate to ourselves and, and each other, but most likely not to ourselves. So the first components of understanding where, you know, where it, what, what is it about? What do I mean when I say self-compassion? So I'm, I'm going to give you the three elements of self-compassion. This is like the basis of them. So you've got self-kindness. And you look at what self-kindness is versus what self-kindness isn't. So self-kindness versus self-judgment. We are so judgmental, aren't we? Of ourselves. So when you're compassionate towards yourself, this means bringing a warm understanding inward. Okay? Allowing you to release all those feelings of failure or inadequacy. And um, not ignoring your pain but not criticising yourself at the same time. This happens a lot with um, clients who are fearing imposter syndrome. Fear of failure. OCD. Are particularly judgmental on themselves. They, their inner critic is cruel. The mean best friend. They are hearing themselves say the most meanest. Most punitive. Most demanding things. And they keep it. They keep it a secret, you know. They um are emotionally hurting themselves with their own self judgment. And this self judgment was created possibly in their childhood, possibly with the, you know, with a parent or a caregiver or a peer or some authority figure and they've embedded it. This is why so I do get frustrated when I see somebody being mean to another person, you know, those bullies who purposely want to impregnate thoughts of you being incapable about anything. I really do find bullies really, they really do upset me, because this is where the self-judgment comes in, you know. People who have been bullied tend to have a lot of self-judgment, a lot of doubt about who they are and what they are and what they stand for, based on how they were treated by a bully. And that self-judgment, You know, forms the basis of our self-criticism and the self-doubt, the inadequacies, the fear that you won't be able to succeed, the fear that everybody's laughing at you, the fear that you're nothing, the fear that you're going to be alone, the fear that you're unlovable. All of that self-judgment, that stuff has been embedded over the years and practiced by you. Self-compassion says, "Okay, I get it. I understand, compassionately. How about this? Instead of, instead of you being punitive and demanding of yourself, how about some self-kindness? How about evoking some emotional balance where you're not hurting yourself mentally and emotionally, but you're being kind? Think of yourself as your own best friend. Would you do that? To your best friend. Would you say that to your best friend? You know, if you were to think about the things you think about yourself, would you say that to another human being? Would you say to another human being all the self-criticisms that you give yourself? Some of us call ourselves stupid constantly. Or we're we're constantly worried about how we look. We go onto social media. Oh my God, don't get me started about social media. I use social media a lot for... I have a presence because I do think it's important to have a presence on issues such as mental health but with all the stuff that happens on that you can see how damaging it is and you can see how people are just wearing their pain all over their status it's um it's an interesting it's an interesting thing you know anyway i could go on about that for ages self-kindness allows you to be kind to yourself okay It allows you to be gentle with yourself when you're angry. And it allows you to recognise your frustration and your criticism. It also allows you to recognise when you're suffering. Because you're you're going to be kind to yourself. You you can actually say, ow, that hurts. I don't want to do that anymore. (laughs) Having self-compassion. Is very much the same as having compassion for everyone else. So, if you can have compassion and you care for others, then you can do it for you. I mean, if you're, <laughs> you know, if, if you're like one of those evil villains from the cartoon series and you don't care for anybody, you know, then you actually, those villains do actually care for themselves because they always want to win, don't they? And they're always talking about their own pain. If anything, they're not that self critical. I'm actually, I'm not telling you to be a villain from a cartoon series. Ignore that. Strike that off. But um, if you can look at somebody else and understand their pain and have compassion from them, for them, you can do that inwardly. You're just not doing it inwardly. Okay, the difference is you're not practicing that. And that's the, that's the problem. When, when we are caught up in our own self-doubt, Our inadequacies, our fear of failure, our worry about the future. Whether we're doing enough, whether we're not doing enough. Isn't that the same thing? (laughs) Difficulties at work. We're just not being compassionate to ourselves by the way we are judging ourselves. As opposed to recognising that you're only human. See now, so many people get compassion confused with, Well, I'm just going to be too nice to myself, then I'm not going to work hard enough it's so interesting. It's interesting how we see achievement as being pain. Yes, there's always a challenge and a struggle to achieve something. But meanwhile, you're in that struggle and that strain. Would it help you to be critical of yourself and be self damning and put yourself through emotional torture? Would you not get through that struggle, that challenge a bit more? That's a bit more comfortable, way more effectively than if you were chastising yourself. Think about it like this. You know, remember, compassion is something that you you can do outwardly to other people as well as inwardly to yourself. Imagine you are doing a team event, maybe you're climbing a mountain and you all need to work as a team. You need to work as a team. You need to understand what's happening within the team so that you can bring the team forward. That means encouragement. That means pushing with love. That that means stopping when the team needs to stop. That means pushing on, going forward and helping the one who's finding it difficult to go up the mountain. It's about support. At no point do you turn around to the other person and say, God, you're a load of crap. (laughs) Stop lagging. You're a waste of space, you are. That's not going to get the best out of the team. It really isn't, you know. And yeah, we've seen the movies, the locker room coach who screams and shouts at the team. Often that's always the losing team. Have you noticed that? (laughs) The team that's always losing, the coach is always screaming and shouting at them and giving them a load of profanities that are just so not nice. I wonder if he just realised you can catch more flies with honey than you can with vinegar. It's a bit like that with self-compassion. You know, being kind... And being kind doesn't mean that you're going to, you're being lazy. Okay, the word kind and lazy are actually two different words. I've had this battle in session. Kind and lazy are not the same thing. Lazy is lazy. Lazy is, I don't want to do anything. I know I've got to do stuff, but I don't want to do it. Kind is actually, this is something that is important to be done and we will do it. So let's start organising so we can self-love and support ourselves to get through it, rather than leave it to the last minute. That's kind. Lazy just won't do it. So lazy and kind are two different things. So when you've got the... So that's one component I've discussed, is self-kindness versus the judgement, the criticism. Then you've got... Really important... Oh, God, look at that. My um, computer has decided to... Join in on the um, podcast. (laughs) Common humanity versus isolation. So this is also really important. Understanding humanity. Because you are human, aren't you? And you don't have to be isolated. Because as humans, we do need each other. In some... uh, Emotional behavioural challenges or disturbances, OCD in particular, having things in a particular way, if we don't have it in that way, then there's an embedded frustration and annoyance and struggle. And not being able to tolerate that suffering, that's the thing. You know, when I meet an OCD client, understanding them, it's not that they're just being pedantic, no, they have trained themselves over the years to do things in a particular way, no matter how uncomfortable it is, but they think that they're not going to be able to get through to the next thing or succeed or be comfortable, trying to seek their own comfort, you know an OCD sufferer is actually trying to gain comfort in all of their behaviours which are so uncomfortable, because of the self-judgment that they have within themselves. So it's very difficult for them to even see that they could even be comfortable because they're seeking it. (laughs) (laughs) So because they're actually seeking the comfort and they're doing all of the things that they're doing to themselves, they have no idea of being kind. And the humanity has gone out the window They don't even know how to recognise that they're actually causing their very own suffering. Compassion is about, actually, I'm hurting myself. Why am I doing it? Compassion, being compassionate, right? Let's say you're a person who likes to sleep in. Self-compassion will say, okay, right, let me be compassionate to myself and have an early night so I can wake up earlier so that I'm not late for work. That's compassion. You know that. Being rather than... All right, compassion is not just sleep five minutes before you go to get up to go to work because you're working from home. No, do not do that. That is not compassionate. That's the very opposite of, 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 of compassion. You're actually isolating yourself and creating your own problems when you do that. And you're actually creating a dysfunctional pattern. Compassion is about creating a functional pattern. Pa- compassion? Blah! Compassion is about creating a functional pattern. That allows you to move forward. Uh, It allows you to create going on with what it is that you need to go on with. It is not about making life easier so that you can be lazy. It's about proactively engaging in life and getting the best out of yourself. The opposite is you getting the worst out of yourself. I hope that made sense. My favourite part of self-compassion is mindfulness. And this is categorized by the good Dr. Nev as mindfulness versus over-identification. Compassion, self-compassion. You are balancing yourself, says the Libra. All about balance, if you believe in star signs. Not so much into star signs, but I do know I like to be balanced. It's about not suppressing or not overindulging in an emotion. Allowing the emotion. Being mindful about the emotion. Personal regulation in a way. Yeah? You're regulating yourself by being mindful. That's what it is. Sometimes we get into negative emotions and we think, No, I mustn't feel negative emotion. This is disastrous. This is awful. I can't stand it. And then the awfulizing, R-E-B-T, the low frustration tolerance, R-E-B-T, the self damning, R E B T, becomes so irrational, so huge, so big, so over, over, oh God, overwhelming, that all you're focusing on is how dreadful it all is. Mindfulness helps you to balance now. Mindfulness allows you to say to yourself, hold on a minute, hold on a minute, wait, I know this is uncomfortable, let me just assess the discomfort ultimately you can always you can always withstand the discomfort it's just how you withstand the discomfort honestly whatever pain you are going through you do get through it the pain at no point forces you to burst into a thousand pieces and melt you are in charge of how far the discomfort will take you pain is inevitable suffering is optional you can suffer by pushing it away Turning away, being self-critical, by isolating yourself, by focusing on how absolutely dreadful it is. Or you can start dealing with the problem by being kind to yourself, recognizing that you are only human and offering yourself support as another human being. And be mindful about what you're actually feeling so you can regulate and you can perform, and you can adjust, and you can support. This allows you to be receptive to other situations and opportunities around you. Self-compassion is problem-solving. It really is. You can problem-solve when you're in a self-compassionate state. No matter what the problem is, based on the fact that you're coming from a self-compassionate position, you can seek an opportunity. Definitely. Because you're going to be self-kind and you're going to treat yourself like a human being and you're going to be mindful about what is actually going on because you can take into account the larger perspective when you're mindful. You can recognise, okay, I would be this uncomfortable because this hits that and that hits that and this moves on to that. You get it. It doesn't make it go away. It just allows you to deal with it more effectively. It's not about discomfort going away. Sometimes we get caught up in, but I want it to go away. No, it won't go away. It's life. We cannot ignore our pain. No. The more we ignore it, the more it hurts. <laughs> it really, really does. I told you about when I buck my toe on the corner of my bed, I try to tense up and not let that pain, you know, try to isolate myself from that pain. I try to move away from that pain. That pain is still there. I have to open myself up to the pain. Allow it to pass through my body. Be mindful of how it feels. You know, something it goes to. Because pain is inevitable. It's going to happen. But it won't stay around forever. If you ignore your pain... You won't be able to feel compassion. You know, that moment when I'm I'm in that moment where I've hit my toe and it hurts so much, being compassionate to myself means I'm going to rub my toe. So while the pain is passing through my body, I'm going to give myself some love. I'm going to support my toe through this moment. I'm going to let my toe know, I am here for you, toe. I know it hurts, but together we're going to get through this. Being mindful allows you to not overindulge or place so much significance on the thoughts and the feelings that you're carrying. When you're mindful, you can let those thoughts pass through you. That's the thing with mindfulness. It's allowing it to pass through you. It's treating yourself like a human being. Allowing it to be. Allowing yourself to be. As opposed to stopping yourself from being and trying to be something else. By allowing that, you don't force all of these self-critical thoughts of how bad you are and how terrible you are. You can actually see the problem for what it is. That's what self-compassion is. Self-compassion is mindfulness. Mindfulness is self-compassion. The two of them are hand in hand. They are friends. I was going to see if I could have a song there to sing about friendship, but I didn't. So I let it go. That was me being mindful And self-compassion to myself and you. Because you don't need to hear my singing. That's compassion. (laughs) Compassion is allowing yourself to be only human. Because you are only human. And supporting yourself through the pain. Allowing yourself to be the person that you are. And let things go. Not over-identifying and focusing on the negative. Not believing that if you do X, Y, Z, it's going to relieve the pain by you being critical and you isolating yourself and you overindulging in the fear of the problem. Compassion helps you to to problem solve. You can seek the opportunity. It's a way of being able to accept and problem solve. So, for those of you who want to understand compassion more. This is what it is. And from self-compassion, you can open up to things like forgiveness. Forgiveness of of yourself and forgiveness of others. Understanding your emotions. You can open yourself up to identifying as a human being with another human being. You open up yourself to why you're angry and be self-compassionate about treating your own anger. Open Open up to how you treat yourself using... The term imposter syndrome, there's so many people fearing imposter syndrome and I will discuss that and talk about how you can link self-compassion and forgiveness and understanding your emotions and mindfulness and RABT into just being able to deal with it. Because it's an everyday thing. You're a human being. You go on every single day. Things don't just stop. Being compassionate towards yourself, you'll recognise that. That's a fact. Anyway... I'm going to go and be compassionate to myself. I had to be compassionate to myself the last couple of weeks. I wasn't feeling too good. And I couldn't do my, you know, my 10,000 steps every day. And I couldn't work out because one, I hurt my back. And then that went. And then I got this horrible air infection. (laughs) Occupational hazard. Anyway, no, it's not an occupational hazard. I just get them every now and then. And there was a moment when I got the air infection and I knew what happened. I used to suffer from eczema, so you kind of have bits of it in the air. and Anyway, that's gross. So, I was sitting down one day and my ears were itching me. And I noticed that I actually itched them. Now, I know that that is a big no-no. I'm not supposed to itch them. I'm supposed to tolerate it. And it will pass through me and then put some oil in there. Some medicated oil stuff or what have you. I didn't do that. Instead, I itched it. It felt really good at the time but I knew the pain was going to come eventually, and it did, and it was horrible. And I had to be compassionate to myself and rest, because this meant I was I was a bit run down and I needed to sleep, and I couldn't do all of the other things, which meant that I was going to think to myself, oh no, I haven't worked out, I'm such a bad person, I haven't walked, I haven't gone outside for two weeks, I've only gone to the shops, I haven't gone to the park, I haven't done a jog, I haven't done this, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't. But actually, none of that actually mattered because having an, an some kind of ailment, you've got to be compassionate to yourself. And I had to give myself that compassion so that I could be the best I could be while I was working with clients, because otherwise I won't be able to do anything. That's the thing. If you don't compassionately start to see the opportunity and problem solve, the problem will take over you. And when the problem takes over you, you can't do nothing. Because there was a point when that ear infection got so bad, I woke up at night and I went, I have to go and sort this out right now. Once I'd got the prescription and I had to go through that whole journey of healing, I wasn't nearly as bad as it could have been when there were times when I've had it and I've ignored it and had to end up in A&E. That's the thing. If you're not compassionate to yourself and start to seek out the opportunities with your own compassion, the problem will get you. And when the problem gets you, it will feel like it's too late, but it's never too late. As soon as you recognise that, all you got to do is start your self-compassionate process. Really. Anyway, that's me done. I'm gonna get myself ready. I got my own um, compassionate sequence to do before I start working. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Desiree Shaw. I'm a psychotherapist and I vlog and I podcast. I'm on a mission to make therapy accessible and change the world one thought at a time. Thank you for listening.
0: Bye for now. Who is Desiree Shaw? A qualified registered practicing psychotherapist with over a decade of expertise as a psychotherapist, counselor and CBT therapist. An expert in men's mental health and relationships on a mission to make therapy accessible and change the world, one thought at a time. This is the Desiree Shaw Podcast.